we welcome Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Take your seat. Before I begin to share with you for this afternoon, I want you to have a look at a certain video, which I think is very, very, very important. Okay. Media people, are you ready for us? It's a very important video because some of you do not know how to behave in the house of the Lord. And this is a very short video put together talking about that. So just watch. You may have thought that this video was made with people from first love. They are not first lovers. Mm. Are you there? Yeah. I went somewhere to teach an all night and I was amazed at how they were more first love than first love. Yeah. Their father is a son of Bishop Dag. He follows him. And I thought to myself that at where you are and you are copying like this. And I wondered, I said my own children, how many of you even bring a notebook to church? Let me see your notebook. When I go and look, it will be charisma. You see, all here, no notebook. Outside there, forget. If I now ask you to open the notebook so that we'll see whether you have been writing inside of... Ah. I'm seeing some people out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing some outside people. I'm sure many are charisma members. Yeah, because your pastor has been on it. The rest of you, you do as if, oh, I will remember. See, you don't remember nothing. You don't remember. If you want to challenge, I'll bring you here to preach what I said last Sunday. Ah, you sit down. Amen. So there is a way to behave. And some of you, you are hyping yourself and saying that, oh, but I will listen to the message and I'll write my notes. It's not true. It's not true. Tell your neighbor it's what? Ask your neighbor, the podcast, but you listen. Yeah. Yeah. There are notebooks available. Oli, do you have notebooks? Who has notebooks here? Ah. Let me see them. Let me see them. Oh, they are custom made by somebody in church. Powerful. Don't go and bring any other notebook. Please walk through and walk through inside. And those of you who every day we have to put the grace up for you, I think he has put the grace behind here. Munjaye and how? 
And they are doing business in the church. You'll be there talking. <laughs> if you had brought your notebook, I wouldn't have had to take someone's notebook and say bye. Are you there? Hey, the church has become quiet. Millicent, go away. Ah. She's coming that oh, she has got pens too. Ah, 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 is it a market? <laughs> no, but buy it and quickly start writing notes. Amen. Are you there? Yeah, some of us, we wrote notes. I have notebooks up to now. It's a whole row. Yeah. Because the, the, the learning, it must happen. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? This evening at 6 p.m. Well, first of all, at the end of this service, we're going to pray a little. I'll pray about mid-sense. But at 6 p.m. today, me, I'm oiling my sheep. I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm anointed to anoint people to pass exams. Yeah, I'm anointed. Yeah. At first, I never saw it as an anointing. I just thought that, oh, because exams have persecuted my life for over 32 years, maybe that's why I feel it. But later on, I realized that, no, 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 no. When God gives you something, you need to respect it. Amen. And so for every testimony, I mean, we have prayed it down and we believe God for even better things. You can tell from some of the stories. You see, some of you think that if I learn hard enough, you can learn hard enough. But who was it? Who gave us the testimony about her paper being lost? Who was that? Rebecca, was it you? You were the one whose paper got lost. You have written, the paper was what? 70 over 100. So when you have written 70%, but the paper is lost, and the examiner is his board. That people don't know how to talk. If God does not wake up for you, what will happen? So there is a huge component that is God. I mean, what's the word? The influence of spiritual things. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. And otherwise, they're giving you what? 17%. Can you imagine? One seven. So one seven and seven zero. Is there not a big difference? Yeah. Because some of you do like, oh, they are wasting our time. It's because you have just come. A mosquito can take your grade from A to F. You just have a headache at the wrong time, have a fever at the wrong time, throw up at the wrong time. That's an F you have learned to upon it now is there. Malaria has visited you that morning. Hey, the church has become quiet. All of you who are sitting here, my head is spinning. Start taking the malaria drug today. Last weekend, Friday, I've had to order some people. Take it. Start. So when you start, text me that you have started. I don't want to eye them for you to know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Because a mosquito. Not that you didn't learn. Hey, the church has become quiet on me again. Are you there? An exam, you, you didn't turn the paper. And there are more questions at the back. But you answered only one side because you didn't tell. It is called human error. So if you listen to the, the prayers that I send, often one of my prayers is a prayer against human error. Yeah. Human error. This one is an error you yourself made. Then sometimes it's an error somebody else has made. Are you in the house? Another thing I pray against is human nature. Lady Reverend Humi was in an exam. She was busy writing. And a lady just woke up and came to her and said, Ah, you were talking, I've collected your paper. 
Are you there? She missed a first class by 0.17. I attribute it to that demon who was over there. It's human nature. So when the thing now went, it became a big case. When they went and checked, the woman had been doing this thing. You exam after exam. Hey. Some bit bottle bit a widow who wanted to go to school and didn't get a chance. And now she has decided to manifest on those who have got the chance that she didn't get. And you are sitting down there doing too known and telling me that it's by the learning. You better be careful. The learning is a component. Then so many other things are also inside. Have I preached enough about it? Yeah. So it's just a praying lane. Listen, you don't believe such things. Don't come. It won't work for you. But if you believe such things, a hand, a hand, just like that. Pa, pa, pa. It's not a falling down exercise. It's not a, what? It's not a convention. It's not a manifest. It's nothing. It's just a dashen, just oil. Just oil. Hey, the church has become very quiet again. Yay! Amen. Jesus, Jesus likens his earth to sheep. And he puts over every sheep a shepherd. And in countries where sheep are well brought up, one of the things we do is to oil them. The oil keeps away flies. Keeps away. There's a certain insect. When it enters the skin, then it will move. It will, usually it's in the nose or in the ears. And the sheep is like it's going crazy. It's trying to remove the insect. When you apply the oil, no insect will land where it should not. And by the power of the oil, it will be removed. Amen. But this morning, we are talking about the blood power. Hallelujah. The power of the blood of Jesus is also a very, 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 very important message. I have noticed over time that current day Christians do not know the power of the blood. It is because you don't know the power of the blood that you are always looking for somebody to pray for you. Hey, you know, there is a certain kind of temptation or situation you can go through and you know that this one is a major thing. I need people to pray with me. But many of us, it's not just that one. Any small issue, you are running away, you are looking. I need the latest local prophet to pray over me. One of the reasons is because you have grown as a Christian, but you do not understand who it is you have believed and you do not know exactly what you have. Second Corinthians chapter 10, take us to verse 4 or so. The scripture says that the, wherefore, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Brother, you can see from where I'm quoting that you should go up. <laughs> are you there and then it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Jesus Christ and bringing into captivity every thought what is the scripture saying if you are a Christian eh, there's a war just know it it doesn't mean that you can feel it but it's there after all there are countries that are at war but people are still selling in the market but the country is at war the country is at war. People are still doing supposedly normal things. But there is a war going on. And as a Christian, we are doing normal things. But there is a war going on. Are you with me? There is a war going on. Why is there a war? Because the scriptures again tell us that we have an enemy. 
Satan is our enemy. And the Bible says that he is moving around like a prowling lion, seeking whom he may devour. He is not omnipotent, omniscient. You know, some of you behave as if the devil rather is all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing. No, it is the God we serve who is all-powerful, all-seeing, and all-knowing. But because he is an enemy, because Satan is an enemy, he goes looking around and occasionally he comes to pass by your door. And some of you have made him more powerful than the God that you serve. Are you with me? You have made him more powerful than God. Hey, are you in the church today? You see, this message that I'm preaching today, I don't want you to joke with it at all. The whole of this month, we are talking about the blood. And you need to understand it. Why? Because the greatest sickness in the church today is fear. It's fear. The greatest sickness is fear. Most of you, you are afraid to die. True or lie? Most of you are afraid of everything. That's why when you meet a random man walking around there and he says, eh, I have a word from God for you, you stand to listen. The reason why you are standing to listen is a certain fear that is driving you. Random prophets, hey, me and you, what is the connection? And they always have bad news. And you cannot even see that is bad news. You and your family, you are flowing. There is no problem. Then you meet this random character and the random person tells you that the problem that you are facing at that time and who does not have a, prob- a current problem? All of us have something that's worrying us today. They say that current problem, no, is because of your father. Your father who has never done you any ill. It's because of your mother. When you look at the fruit of what they do, Jesus told us how to judge something. He said, look, look at the fruit. He said, a good tree does not bring forth bad fruits. Neither does a bad tree bring forth good fruits. You were at peace. Now you are not at peace because of what somebody came to tell you. But the reason why they got that door is because of a certain fear that is walking around. From today, don't fear. I said from today, if only you can understand the power of the blood of Jesus. The power of it. Because blood has power. Any blood has power. That is why you can steal. In our nation, when you steal, we can look the other way. Oh, sometimes we even knock you. Depending on who catches you, you can give him some. He will leave you. <laughs> it's a pity. But there are many illegal things that we do, true or not true. You can get away with it. But the oh, license there, some people have been driving. I know somebody, he was driving up and down. I forgot how many years. He didn't have a license. He didn't, all that he did was that in a certain place in his car, he had bribery money. So that the day that he is caught, you know, something small, then he's going. So we, are, we don't have any rules or any laws. We are just there. But if you kill a person, if you shed the person's blood, that one, Mm. that one dear because of the power of blood the power hallelujah there was a certain young boy called Cain who was jealous of his big brother Abel 
And when he, he, you know, sometimes people think that by bringing somebody down, they go up. It's not true. It's not true. Cain felt that if he's able to kill Abel, he has solved the problem. So he killed his brother Abel. In those days, there was no police, no soldier, no nothing. He thought he had gone free until one day, God himself called him and said, where's your brother? And he was being cheeky like some of you. Am I my brother's keeper? Hey, if you are going to be cheeky, Christ, is it God you be cheeky too? Then God told him, the blood of your brother is that you spilled on the ground is crying for justice. The blood is crying. This is just the blood of an ordinary human being. An ordinary sinful person. His blood has a certain power. Are you there? That's why blood transfusions are given. Because the blood of an ordinary person can bring life to somebody who is going. Somebody who is dying. The blood breaks. So even ordinary blood. Look, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't look powerful to you, but blood there. Yeah. Yeah. I have been a pastor for a while. As for Satan, we don't fear him at all. But one of the deliverances I don't like at all are deliverances of people who have done a blood covenant. Yeah. Because when they have even changed their mind and they are coming and saying that now I want to be free. Oh man. It's a serious battle. Yeah. It's a, a blood covenant. Some of you, you were 16 years old. You went and cut yourself with some boy, 16 years old. You say, I've come to, we have come to put our blood together. Excuse me, some of your current problems are from that thing. Let me just tell you, yeah. It can be turned around, but it, it takes a lot of stamina. Why? Because the blood, it speaks, it has a power. Are you understanding me? It has a power. So let me ask you a question. If the blood of an unrighteous person has power, how much more the blood of a righteous man called the Son of God, called the Son of Man, who is the only Son of the living God, come down to earth? How much more his blood? How much more? How much more? Are you there? How much more? So you need to begin to understand it and begin to respect the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. There's power in it. Hey, the church has become quiet. Yeah. There's power in it. And today we are talking about, I'm not sure I will get to do many things. So let me just start with the one I need you to understand today. The blood of Jesus that brings protection. The blood of Jesus that brings protection. We are in perilous days, I tell you. Hey! Look, if you are alive, eh, you must thank God every day. Why? The number of things in this our nation, Ghana, that can kill you every day. It's only by the grace of God that you are alive. If you sit in a trusky, from here to KJTI, you are alive. Charlie. Because the way they drive... Brother, you should sit up or we are in church. That's why I'm showing you how to behave in the house of God. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to watch the video again at this time. <laughs> are you in the house? So many things. When you go to the hospital, you need an injection if you are not careful. Many years ago, my assistant was a man. He had malaria. And he went to the hospital. He said, oh, this is your malaria, dear. The way it is, you know, we have to give you an injection. The nurse prepared the injection. She was just about to 
inject him when the in charge came. It was he was about she was about to inject him with oxytocin, which is given to women who are yeah for the milk. <laughs> because the person before him had received that inject. She had prepared it. I tell you, we laughed at him. Uh, we said that look, your breast would have produced milk right now. <laughs> hey. You see, as we are here, we are saying, hey, but do you know that we are just as careless? We are just as careless. When you are ironing, you leave your iron plugs in the wall. Yeah. So this, our nation, if you are alive today and you see tomorrow, you know that it is God. And the blood of Jesus, that is why you need to understand the protection. Are you in the house? One day. We were here in this church. I was in my office. And we're having a meeting. Then I just heard Pastor Shong shout, Ah, the church is on fire. When we looked, the meter of this church is in an unfortunate place. The meter had exploded and the fire was climbing the wall. The choir was in here rehearsing and every door except one was locked. The only door that was open. the one by the fire. Hey! Charlie, how to now come out? Come and see people doing frog leap. Hey! Jump! Hey! Horse jump! You would have thought that after that episode, when we enter the church, we will open the doors. Oh! In true careless fashion, we continue to enter the church and open just one door. I'm just showing you the way things can happen. So you need to understand that the blood of Jesus has the power to protect you from evil. Let's go into the Bible. I'm reminded of a story in Exodus chapter 12. Hmm. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Now, this is the children of Israel getting ready to leave Egypt. And he says that it shall be the first month of the year to you. Verse 3. Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. If the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house share it according to the number of souls. Every man, according to his eating, you shall make the count for your lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening." And you shall take up the blood and put it on the two side posts and on the upper door, the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat, do not eat it raw or soaked with water, but roast it with fire, his head with his legs and with all the inner. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remains until the morning you shall burn with fire. 
and you shall eat it in this way with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste, for it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and will smite the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a sign upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Amen. Now, the Old Testament is a picture of the New and many things that are in it as physical things are symbolic of what is happening in the New Testament. So here we find the children of Israel at the point of their deliverance from Egypt going into the promised land. Just like how you are when you were a member of the world and you were about to make your move and your change to being somebody who was born again. Now, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, no cleansing, no removal of sin. So, blood is a requirement. Are you here? So, in this scripture, the Lord told Moses that on a given day, they were all going to slaughter a lamb. He said, don't make it such that it's a very big lamb and then some is even left. If it is too big for the family, share it. Don't break any bones. That's why no bones on Jesus Christ were broken. Take a lamb, a pure lamb that has not done anything. And let the blood of it be poured. And take of that blood, apply it to the door of the house. Of, any, of all the people who have eaten this blood. Eaten this lamb. Are you there? And he gave strict instructions. Even how they were supposed to eat it. You are not going to sit down and have a feast. Don't let it be something that can be celebrated. Eat it with bread and bitter herbs. A reminder of the bitterness of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Free for you, free for me, but so expensive and so bitter for him. And so the children of Israel were supposed to do this. And then he told them. Be ready to flee. You see, when they finished this particular thing, this was what happened and then the next order was we are moving. Are you there? So, he said, okay. They should kill the animal. You see, there's an instruction. Don't drink the blood. Some of you, you are from some of our tribes that drink blood. God have mercy on you. Yeah. Hey, you are very quiet. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. It is even at the root of certain sicknesses. Yeah. Me, I'm an animal scientist. One of the richest protein sources is blood. Uh, what? It's made from blood. So they go to the slaughterhouse, gather the blood, and make a meal out of it, blood meal, and give it back to the animals to eat. That is what is at the center of that disease of the brain in cows. What do they call it? Mad cow disease. That's the source of mad cow disease. You have given the animal its own blood to eat. When you are reading your Bible, understand that it's current. It is current. They are doing like the thing has now come. It was there from Titi. Anyway, he said, take the blood and put it on the building. 
And then he said, you see, that night, God had decided that the enemy was going to be finished. The children, those, all the Egyptians, he said, this is the last. I have given you opportunity upon opportunity. You won't do. Tonight be tonight. As for today, the angel of death is going to enter into your place. And he is going to go door by door, house by house. The firstborn of every cow will die. Every goat will die. Every sheep, firstborn. The firstborn man in the house will die. Firstborn daughter in the house. Firstborn anything in the house. It is going to die. That was the judgment of God. Then the Lord told his people. He said, but when I come to where you are, when I see the blood, I will pass over. When I see the blood, I will pass over. All this was for the blood of a lamb, an animal that cannot speak. But it was the picture of a certain lamb that was going to come to this earth. I came to tell you something. That our Lion of Judah, whose name is Jesus, he stepped down from heaven and came all the way down to earth. And the scripture says, like a lamb he was led to the slaughter. Seven times his blood flowed. They put a crown on his head and the blood flowed. They put a spear in his side and the blood flowed. They put nails in one hand and the blood flowed. They put it in another hand and the blood flowed. He crossed his feet over and the blood flowed. And each time to make sure that every drop of blood that was in that body would be poured for you and for me at no cost to us but today and for always when the devil comes round seeing whom he will devour when he sees the blood of Jesus Christ over you he will pass over you he will pass over you why then are you afraid what do you have to be scared of a demon what demon can stand in the presence of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that after he gave his blood and he shed his blood, he went all the way down there to hell. Ah, maybe you don't know, but he went there to face the devil. They thought that they had a party. The first day, there's a party, he's dead. Second day, there's a party, he's dead. But on the third day, the Bible says that suddenly he came back to life and he went all the way to Satan. And when he stood there, he said, Give me the keys. Give me the keys. And the Bible says that the keys of life and death, the keys to decide over your life are with him. Explain to me, therefore, child of God, why you think that the devil can end your life. Why do you think that a dream that you see yourself in the coffin has got any weight? Who can decide over your life? Who? Who? The Bible says that it is given unto man once to die. The decision of when you die is not in the devil's hands. Unless, unless you are not part of the Passover. Unless your lamb is still not dead. Unless your lamb is still walking around. But if you are a child of the living God, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, cleansed and sanctified by him, and covered by his blood, there is nothing. 
absolutely nothing that the devil can do. Who makes the decisions over your life? Whose reports will you believe? Will you believe your enemy? Or will you believe Jesus Christ? I didn't say he wouldn't try. Of course he tries. But you are the one to put him in his place. Of course he will try. Every thief tries. And he tries and he's able to do something because you don't believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that that power was strong enough to bring he himself back to life. What can it not do? Child of God from today. Never fear. There is no witch. You are a witch. You are passing over my house. You will fall down. Ah, come on. Let me tell you something. If you understand the blood of Jesus Christ, and if you talk to him about his blood, when the devil sees you coming, he will flee. The reason why he doesn't flee is that either you have not thought about the blood, you don't remember. Now he now already, he's looking for somebody. And he comes and stands there and says, boo! And he says, hey, my life! When you stand there and challenge him, he bows. He bows, but many of us, we rather bow. Ask your neighbor, who do you believe in? The blood of Jesus Christ, it was not shed in vain. Why are you running, child of God, as if you are an unbeliever? Because you don't know that that blood, there is power in it. There is power. That song that says, for it reaches to the highest mountain. There you cannot go so high, it cannot reach you there. And it flows to the deepest valley. You cannot go so low that it cannot reach you there. Hey, by this time, if you were smart, you would have been playing it. From today, they understand it. And it flows, it flows. And it flows to the the enemy doesn't try and I'm finishing in five minutes but from now a certain fear must drop off some of you you see your lecturer and you are about to pee on yourself it's because you don't believe in the blood you must believe in the blood one day I was in my office at the time I was a lay pastor so I was working and somebody brought me eggs guinea fowl eggs and put the guinea fowl eggs on my table. Hallelujah. So when I saw the eggs, in those days I worked with farmers, so it was normal. It's nothing strange. But as soon as the eggs touched the table, I heard the voice of the Spirit. I have nothing to do with those eggs. The next thought in my mind was that, oh, then today my dog has chopped Christmas because I'll cook all the eggs and give it to the dog. The next sentence from the Holy Spirit, not even your dog. So I carried the eggs home and together with my husband, we broke up the eggs 
And we poured them down the drain. And we spoke the blood of Jesus over them. It went down the drain. The next week I traveled. And on the Friday, somebody came to my house. Because we lived in that same agricultural area. And the person came carrying four or five yams tied together. It's only here you buy one yam. Over there we don't know one yam. We buy it in the band of the hand. It's a whole distance. As soon as I was not there, my husband opened the door. And when he opened the door, he was going to receive the yams and he heard this Holy Ghost say, the eggs, you know, the yams is the egg. The the egg uh, they are brothers. They are brothers from the same source. So he put the yams down. When I returned home that Friday, then he said, hey, your ex-brother, he has sent you yams. And the instruction is the same. So we took a cutlass. We waited. Everybody had fallen asleep. And we cut the into small, 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 small pieces. So that nobody, you can't get anything. Uh-huh. And we threw it away. And we spoke the blood of Jesus. The Bible says it is the blood that speaketh greater things than the blood of Abel. And we spoke the blood of Jesus over it. Was I afraid? Not at all. I just wondered why. I mean, why? About two and a half weeks later, I was walking my somewhere minding my own business. Because I knew the person who had sent it. Only the person didn't know that we hadn't eaten it. One day, I, was, I used to walk to work. It was about 40 minutes walk. And this guy, all of a sudden, you know how you feel somebody is shadowing you. When I turned, I caught him just before he disappeared. It was the same guy. And the Holy Ghost said, he's looking for any reaction to his things. Oh, but I don't know about you, but I know about the blood of Jesus. Two and a half weeks later, I got a letter. Dear doctor, forgive me for the evil that I have done you. I am sorry for whatever... What have you done? I mean, you sent me yams and eggs. What is there to be sorry about yams and eggs? But I tell you something. The blood of Jesus had kept us. The blood of Jesus had rescued us. Some of you, you are afraid of your own shadow. Um, I, I, please, I don't, I, don't, I don't go near my aunt. You see, if your auntie is a dangerous person, you don't go. But the day you have to go, you go. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. You cannot sit down there and determine where I go in my life. Ah. The blood of Jesus. Do you believe in the blood of Jesus? Precious blood. If it is able to save you, do you think it's unable to keep you? He has saved you. And he will keep you. This afternoon you are going to stand to your feet. And you are going to thank him for the blood. The protection in the blood. The healing in the blood. The defender that the blood is. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. It's not moving out time. It's not talking time. It's thanking for the blood. Thank him. The blood that Jesus shed for me.
an acknowledgement of the power of the blood of Jesus. As we lift our hands this afternoon, we invoke that blood over us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for pouring it. Thank you that this blood never expires. Thank you that this blood never gets finished. Thank you that this blood never loses its power. Thank you for the power that it has to defend us, to cleanse us, to lift us, to revive us, to heal us, to empower us, to preserve us, oh God. We give you thanks this afternoon. Let that blood rise up over us, oh God. May every enemy be confounded in the name of Jesus. May every test spoken over us be broken by the power of the blood in the name of Jesus. Let every design and every attempt of Satan, let it come down because of the blood of Jesus. I pray, oh God, preserve the mind of your children. I speak to that one on the borderlines, oh God, about to lose their mind by the power of the blood. Let that mind remain, come back to wholeness in Jesus' name. I come against you fear. I bind you and I command you to live in the name of Jesus. We don't know you and we have nothing to do with you. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank you. Every attempt on our life is cancelled. Every attempt on our life is cancelled. Every attempt on our life is cancelled. We will not believe those lies. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you will preserve your children. Preserve us from armed robbers who mean us no good. Preserve, preserve us from wicked and unreasonable men and women. Preserve us, oh God, from the evil in our nation. Preserve us, oh God, from evil entities in our families. Preserve us, oh God, for, from covenants and promises that were made when we didn't know. Forgive us and protect us and preserve us from them. May they have no effect and nowhere to land. Above all, may we walk in health. May we walk in health. 
I speak health over your people now. Strength even now. Father, chronic sicknesses are healed this afternoon in Jesus' name. Chronic conditions. Asthma, you are leaving the children of God today. Painful limbs, you are healed now. Unsound minds, you are healed now. Depression, you must go. You cannot be here. Addictions are broken because of the blood. Satan, move out here we thank you for the strength of the blood may fresh strength enter you now by the blood of jesus when somebody has a transfusion of blood it brings strength may you receive strength now may you receive strength now in the mighty name of jesus and all the saints shall say amen as every head is bowed this afternoon and every eye is closed one of the most powerful things the main thing that the blood brings to us is salvation you are here this afternoon you have not given your life to jesus christ you have made the blood of jesus of no effect in your life that is why this afternoon i'm giving you an opportunity if you are here you are not sure that you are born again you have not confessed jesus christ or you have confessed him but you are just not sure that you are born again this afternoon i'm inviting you to give your life to jesus that blood was shed and it only is activated when you accept and when you receive that sacrifice and so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are there and you need to receive jesus as your lord and savior you want to lift up your right hand where you are it's just a prayer away and that prayer invokes that blood of Jesus over your life. Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. You're saying that I need to receive Jesus. I thank you for your hands. I thank you. I see those hands outside. I see the hands at the back, at the side, everywhere. I want you to come out from where you are sitting, from where you are standing, from where you are. I want you to just come. Just come to me. Just come. I want to pray with you. Just step out of where you are. Ashes, please help them. The room is a bit tight. Help them to come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Just keep coming. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. The blood of Jesus that speaketh greater things than the blood of Abel is working on your behalf this afternoon. Your heart is beating. It's a sign he's calling you. It's a sign that he's calling you. Your heart is beating as I'm speaking. It's a sign that Jesus is calling you. In the same way as the blood of Abel was crying out to the Lord. That is how the blood of Jesus is crying out to save people and to save souls. You are not sure. You are saying, should I, shouldn't I? Then you should come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just waiting a few more minutes so that you will come. God bless you. Now if you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. 
Lord, I pray for each one standing here this morning. May the blood of Jesus begin to work in their lives. May every curse be nullified. May every negative power in their lives of God be broken. And may they live a victorious life because of you. I thank you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want you to look at me this Saturday.